As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Church of Roy, a sports drink original podcast. Morning today's show may include adult language. And we're here are your hosts, Brian Wilcox and Steve Ewald. Welcome everybody to the Church of Roy podcast. We are back two weeks in a row. We did it. I actually hit record today if you are hearing this. I am your host, as always, Steve Dewald. Uh, I am joined also, almost as always, uh, Brian Wilcox, awesome. our, our man from Denver. Uh, by way of Oregon. Brian, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. I wouldn't count our eggs before they hatch as far <laughs> as the as far as the, this episode making it to air. It's hard to say. But uh things are good, man. I went to Broncos preseason game last last nice. weekend, which is fun just to see some live sports that aren't are baseball. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, how how the hell are you doing? I'm good. I uh I was at a bachelor party this last weekend in Bend. Um I I'm Beautiful. definitely you know, this is kind of the tail end of the Fred and group getting married. Um, so I'm much older than the first bachelor party I went on. And it's definitely a different vibe. Like, so this group went with the three day, three nights, bachelor party, four days. Um, you don't need that extra night anymore. I don't think, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what I learned. Like by the last day, like I just wanted to like drink Gatorade and not sleep in an Airbnb with a bunch of dudes in it. Um, but for the most part, it's just always good to get around all your old friends, get around everybody. Sure. Cause like everybody's got their own shit going on. Um, so that was good. Ben was, a, Ben's always a good time. We got lucked out really good weather, not too hot. Um, got some golf in it. It was a good, good weekend. Awesome. But also I, uh, I am, I'm feeling my age. Like I, I'm definitely not, uh, like I used to be also, it's crazy that like the Mariners are kind of, there's a lot of Mariners fans in this group and like we legit like made time to watch some Mariners baseball. And I'm just like, Holy moly. Like they, they like you give it this, this fan base, a little sniff of the postseason, and, and they get real excited. Um, I Man, also can't say, can't say the same down here with the Rockies. It's like almost like mediocrity is just not only anticipated, but accepted. And it's like, if the Broncos and the nuggets are abs or below average, people lose their minds, but the Rockies just get a free pass. I don't, it's like Coors Field's a beautiful place to watch a game. And that's truly what anyone cares about. I think when it comes to that squad, you know, like it's just the win loss doesn't even 
doesn't even like register as a conversation piece. It's bizarre. Yeah, I uh, I also this Airbnb had a had a hot tub, very nice, nice deck. Um, overlooked the like if you laid back in it, it was dark. You could just see the stars and some pine trees. So nobody really got in it. So it was one night the door the room I was sleeping in had like direct offshoot to it, and so I'm like. Oh, everybody's in bed. I'm going to go crawl in this hot tub and look at the stars for a while. Mm. So I get in there and I hear what sounds like a loose grizzly bear in the backyard. <laughs> and I'm, it's pitch black. I've unplugged all the lights. I'm just laying in there. I only have half the cover open on the hot tub. Um, I sit up and like yell and like, who is this? And then that person starts screaming because they didn't know I was in the hot tub. It was my good buddy, Jameson, who, uh, was out on the porch he was not feeling too well at that time um so he was getting some fresh air we both uh, scared the shit out of each other and that was the end of my relaxing uh bit in the hot tub that weekend so that that's my takeaways from from going to a bachelor party in your mid-30s so take it take it what you will but we are not going to talk about bachelor parties all day today we actually have a, a little bit to talk about this probably be shorter than the last episode but what basically we're going to do is Obviously, we're recording right before the schedule comes out. So that's going to be the main focus next week. So we're going to kind of look at an early look at minutes projections and what this rotation could look like and where guys might be slotting in position wise and and what the Blazers past has taught us about where players are going to play, what role we can expect out of them, maybe as this roster is built now. So this is actually kind of Brian's bread and butter. He is really good at, you know, building out those spreadsheets and looking at where players are going to slot in, what those minutes could look like. Um, so really, I'm going to let him kind of take it away. And I think obviously let's – do you want to work through it by position and go like point guard to center, or do you want to go starters, bench, or how would you like to do it, Brian? Nah, let's go starters, bench. Okay. Let's All do right. it that way. So lead, lead me you, off. You, you oh, can tell – listeners that this was meticulously planned beforehand so yeah we're, we're that's how we're doing it yep here we go Bye. buckle up baby yeah i like it so go All ahead right, leave, leave me off with the starters so i got dame obviously penciled in at the one we have simons at the starting two i'm slotting in nos at the starting three guard which i think is or sorry starting three small yeah. forward position which i think is going to be the probably the most entertaining of the position battles in camp but to me i just like his size at that position and i'll get into why i kind of like grant sorry hearts off the bench here shortly but okay. i have nos at the three grant at the four and nurk at the five okay so only really just one surprise kind of um and, and really for us it's something we've been preaching about on this show as far as um that small forward position is probably going to be closer to an open competition in camp um, even though a lot of people are kind of just penciling in Josh Hart right now, I, I could see it going either way. Absolutely. So not nothing too crazy there. So go ahead. Yeah, Brian. absolutely. And I actually have, well, we'll get into it. So starting with point guards here, I got Dave penciled in for 35 minutes a night. He's averaged okay. about 36 for his career. I mean, I think that's the easiest to just jot down in pen mm -hmm. on the roster. I think I could see a slight decrease with, with just the amount of guard depth and hopefully Anthony's, ability to create uh, on the ball as well as Josh Hart's. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he's an easy 35 for me. Okay. So really, then, with, I'll go, you want to go ahead, go through all the stars and I'll kind of circle back with my notes. 
Then I got, let's just go by position. And then filling okay. out the rest of those uh, point guard minutes, I have Ant filling in for seven. And then I have Josh Hart bumping down and filling in for six. It's kind of that lead ball handler. And I think kind of some of these you could probably, you know, it's a little fluid when it comes to ball handlers and wings, actually. But I kind of like that breakout just with uh, Hart coming off the bench and handling the rock and having a bigger supporting cast around him. And then also I think Ant will naturally slide into kind of that CJ role for about half of the minutes that Dame's not out there running point. Okay. All right. So, you know, I, I agree with Dame. So like really the season I'm kind of going back to, and I think this would be the best case scenario for the Blazers in a lot of ways is looking back at that 2018, 19 season. I think that was a, a team with similar talent at a lot of positions um, and, and real. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Really, uh, I think the roster construction really isn't too far different in, in some in some ways. Um, that season, Dame averaged about thirty five and a half minutes per game, which I think is ideal. I, I think, uh, yeah, I I would love to see him below that thirty six mark. I think I could easily see him above it because <laughs> I think he's especially with him coming off a season where he didn't play. Um, I, or play much, I think he's really going to not be afraid of a higher workload. I don't think he's going to be afraid of chasing some postseason awards and really trying to push this team into a higher level of competition. Um, as far as Ant goes, seven minutes, I do think they will find a way to get him more guard minutes uh, or that lead guard. So last year he played 32% of all his minutes at point guard. So I, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's going to be that high, but I could see him, you know, right in that maybe a quarter of all his minutes. So I guess maybe seven minutes isn't as far off as you think it is when you, when you put it in that way. But I, I could see him getting a few more minutes there, or maybe even sticking at 32. And maybe you slot Dame it as more of that off ball position, which is damn near impossible to track. Yeah, <laughs> but right. but with, with Ant, too, it's also important to remember that, like, his overall minutes workload, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second, I mean, was pretty significant once this lineup really went to hell in a handbasket. I mean, he went from 24 minutes per game in, in, in November, 25 minutes a game in December, and then that skyrockets up to 36 minutes per game in, in January. So um, he's going to be getting a lot of minutes there. So why don't we – and I can see – I think Hart's the most natural – um, other option there. I mean, a lot of people are probably going to point to Gary Payton the second, but um, Hart's really shown, you know, even in his sh brief stint with the Blazers last year, he's got some creation skills. Um, he can create for himself, plays with his head up. He's a smart, good decision maker. That's exactly what you want for someone who's going to slot in a few spot minutes at the point guard spot. So go ahead. And Brian. For me, I think, I think that, uh, you know, if Hart starts at the three, that conversation changes. And I think Ant's playing more, minutes at the one but with him you know opening the game on the court I just think with him and Dane both out there to begin the game you probably there's going to be opportunities throughout the game to get 
that Hartwell probably play that one if he's not the starting three. Okay. And so rolling the shooting guard, I had Simons penciled in for 26 minutes a game there. And okay. so that would put him seven at point guard, 26 at shooting guard for a total of 33. Uh, he mm-hmm. played 30, about 30 last year. And to your point, that kind of ebbed and flowed with mm-hmm. how the season went. But mm-hmm. look, they just paid the guy. I think, you know, he's another another year in his NBA career. And I think he's ready for that slight bump of minutes. Um, you go back and kind of compare how CJ played next to him. He, he racked up a solid 35. His Dame was playing like 36 and 37. So that's still a little short, maybe, of where mm-hmm. CJ was. I mean, just a little bit, but. To really get Peyton and Hart the minutes they need, I think he's he's got to cough up a couple there. Yeah, because yep. I think that there'll be nights when, you know, out of the three guys, Ant might be the least effective between Hart and Peyton. Hopefully, those nights are few and far in between. So we're really relying on him this year, but he's still young, so it'll happen. Mm-hmm. And there's and it goes that pendulum swings both ways because there's gonna be nights where he's gonna supernova and yep. gonna be hitting everything, and he's gonna pick up you know, thirty six minutes easy. So go ahead. So rounding out the uh, rest of the shooting guard minutes, we had Ann at 26. I have Gary Payton at 12 shooting guard. And then Josh Hart at 10 for a total of 48. So you kind of have Payton and Hart splitting the the balance of those uh, shooting guard minutes. I think, again, I kind of a little bit piecemeal Hart and Payton out, as you'll see when we get to mm-hmm. the 3-2. Yeah. But that's just to allow for some lineup flexibility. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold off on my comments on, on Gary Payton uh, until I hear your, how you, you paced out the small forward spot. Um, I, I do want to return to like an, I, I'll circle back to this. I have an overarching question about the starting lineup um, it, once we get to the end. So why don't we go to the small forward spot and, uh, and talk about that. So I got Nas penciled in for pretty big minutes, man. I think that this team is desperate for Nas to have a big year. They, they, we've needed that, you know, big defensive wing for a long time. And part of me really feels that, you know, kind of how he goes, this team's going to go to a point. It might be kind of a little bit of an X factor aside from all the obvious guys on the roster. And so I have him playing 24 minutes a night at small forward. Um, you know, I, I got him, I have a couple of minutes for him at the, at the four even, but to me, I think he really needs to solidify that starting small forward spot. And to, to do that, he's going to be playing starter minutes. So I have Nas at 24. I have Hart picking up the balance of his time with 12 more minutes at small forward, which brings him up to 28 minutes. Okay. And then Gary Payton with 12 at small forward, which brings him up to 24 minutes a night. Yeah, so the the pay, the Peyton thing makes a little more sense now. Um, I I do think maybe those swing minutes are the the six minutes at, at point guard. At whether or not you see Hart or Gary Payton there, I, I think sure. I think that's another thing that might be a camp battle um, as far as who who's going to get those minutes. Um, so twenty four minutes for Hart or twenty four minutes for Gary Payton. And then you have Hart at 28 minutes. So would you say, just looking at that, because I'm assuming the, the front court depth really isn't there, or the post <laughs> yep. depth isn't there, um, who would you consider then the, the true sixth man of this team? Would you say it's going to be Hart, or is it going to be Gary Payton? I think it's Hart. He's more dynamic with the ball in his hands and a better creator. Um, I think they're going to need somebody like that off the bench. As you go through the list of bench guys, it's kind of like, you know, you got 
Winslow, Peyton, Hart, and Watford probably, or depending on how your mileage goes off Eubanks. But to me, you're going to have to have Hart be able to step in and, and kind of relieve some of that ball handling burden from from Ant and Dame. And so to me, that's why he gets a slight nod in minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even historically, you look at it and, you know, Hart's been, he's actually played more minutes than I, than I thought. He's averaged closer to like 32, 33 over the past three mm-hmm. years where uh, Peyton's, you know, he, his real high for his career was about 18 with the Warriors last year. And so I think Hart's just more established, more proven, um, a little more malleable as far as what role he fills. And so, you know, I think there's a world where Hart's playing that 33 minutes. If we wouldn't have got out and gotten a Gary Payton, if we would have gotten a four or five swing guy, I think that Hart would easily be playing 32 as more of a true sixth man. But here, I think they're, they're splitting up a little time and they're, they're kind of covering positions one through three together with probably Hart getting a little more run on ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see that. Um, I also like, I think it's easy to say, you know, Hart is going to get a little more minutes, going to be the true sixth man. Um, but let's, not kid ourselves like Gary Payton is going to be a, a specialist for this team. He is going to play big minutes and big moments. Um, he is the, how you swing lineups, swing games, uh, really play that. Hopefully play that chess game instead of checkers. <laughs> um, we just got to make sure Chauncey can do that in his second year. Um, the other thing too, is I think 24 minutes might be surprising for some people to hear for uh, Nasir Little, who has a career average of 16.7 minutes per game, but another player similar to Anthony Simons, when you really, I mean, obviously a sh- even shortened seat, more shortened season than Ant was last year, but in January of last year, Little's playing 31.5 minutes per game. And then in January, he's playing 26.8 minutes per game. So definitely in his wheelhouse when he's healthy. But again, this is a player that we've mentioned again in Nasir Little, who through three seasons, through three seasons, only 138 games, 30 starts, 16.7 minutes per game. But, um, you know, you mentioned the Blazers need him to have a, a big year. Um Nasir Little for himself needs to have a big year. I mean, he's heading into that restricted free agency. I mean, it's a lot of the stuff we talked about last year with Yusuf Nurkic. Um, you know, I can talk myself into being contract year Nasir Little guy too. And, and hopefully, you know, he puts some of the weird injury history behind him and, and can control just the normal wear and tear. So, yeah, and it's certainly a big jump, but I think they're anticipating out of him out of that out of him and they're banking on it so mm-hmm. uh, he seems like a chauncey guy plays mm-hmm. hard and i think he fits what chauncey's trying to really establish on the defensive end so have mm-hmm. penciled in for big minutes man um going in the four spot i got jeremy grant at 23 minutes at the four yeah. and this might surprise some people too i have justice winslow at 20 minutes at the four and then Nas picking up another five at the four. And so another, well, another I think this four, you said? Another five minutes. So oh, five that minutes. would bring, uh, yeah, so Winslow would be playing an even 20 a night, which is more than he did last year, certainly. Um, and then that bring Nas up to 29 a night, which is true, you know, starter minutes. Mm-hmm. And then. Grant will be picking up some more minutes at the five as we've talked about him probably playing a little small ball of five, but really mm-hmm. you look at Winslow's career and his minutes have varied widely throughout his mm-hmm. career. When he was with the heat in his second year, he was getting 35 minutes of run per night. And then mm-hmm. you go back to 
really 21, 22, and he was more about 14. But I just think this team's going to need him. I think he's another Chauncey Billups type guy, big, good defender, you know, not a great shooter, but can do some different things offensively. So um, you kind of look up and down the roster and, you know, with the lack of front court depth, I think they're going to need justice to play some serious minutes and 20 minutes is a sizable role. Yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, before I comment on minutes, we'll see how the center's position pans out, but as far as Winslow goes, 20 minutes does not surprise me because this team I think is shallow at the two post spots, obviously. Um, but also you have to remember what Winslow's tried to do, what they've tried to do with Winslow throughout his career. And, you know, going back to his time with the heat, um, and even a little bit with the Clippers, there's always been this idea that maybe he can be this true positionless player, handle the ball a little bit, maybe run like a little bit of that, you know, point forward, point guard in your offense yep. type game. Um, this team, as I've mentioned before, is really looking for connective players. Like it, it gets real shallow on ball handlers and connective players, as well as with the post. I would say those are the three shallow areas with this team. Um, Winslow addresses two of those things. So it's not surprising for me to see him with a two in front of his number and have a, a second digit after it. Um, again, I want to look at the center spot before I kind of mention the name that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about right now. So let's, why don't you give me your center minutes? All right. So I got Nurk at 26 minutes and that's kind of been about where he's been the last five years on average. Uh, he topped out at 32 in 2019, 20. I like him better at 26 as much as I wish he could give us 32 good minutes a night. Um, I think with his injury history and just for the sake of keeping him fresh when it matters, I think he, I like him better at about 26. And so rounding out the rest of the center rotation, I have Watford at 12. Um, I think he's going to be the backup five. I think it might be a little matchup dependent where they'll throw Eubanks out there instead of Watford, but I have Watford picking up 12 a night which is actually down from about the 18 he played last year. But again, weird season. He's getting a lot of run. And uh, then I have Grant picking up another 10 at the five spot. And so that would bump up Jeremy Grant to 33 minutes a night. He's been about 32 at Detroit the last couple of years. Um, American at even 26 and then Watford at even 12. Yeah. Um, so obviously some omissions here. Um and we'll go over all emission uh, <laughs> omissions, not emissions. We're not we're not doing that. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, obviously no Drew Eubanks, no Shaden Sharp. Um, I think those are the two names that stick stick out as far as people who are not penciled in. Now, as far as Watford goes at center, I like the idea of not penciling him in and really putting him down for a bunch of power forward minutes. Because if Nurt gets in early foul trouble, that center spot gets really thin. Now, maybe it's Eubanks who picks up the minutes in that scenario, but also maybe they just expand Watford's minutes. Now, if it's a good night for Nurk and he's able to stay out, remain effective, playing with high energy, that's maybe where I think you might see Watford pick up some of those power forward minutes, depending on the matchup. Um, and maybe Nasir Little isn't playing so much at the power forward spot if he really is going to be playing, you know, the starting small forward spot. Um, I, I think we agree on, on Eubanks' role here, though. And, and I think there are going to be nights where he plays. 
Um, obviously, you know, rest becomes into this, um, matchups come into this, um, and really foul trouble too. So I, I, even though you're not hearing his name, they're going to find a way to, to get him in there. Yeah, and when you look at this, we have obviously five projected starters and Damian, uh, Nas, Grant, and Nurkic. And then you have four key bench guys who there are some teams that prefer to run with more like an eight-man rotation. This would be mm-hmm. a nine-man rotation. And that's your four bench guys being Gary Pate II, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, and Trent Watford. And so that kind of leaves, really to me, it's three guys on the outside looking in. It's Eubanks who I think will get run in the right scenarios. And if there's an injury to Nurk, I think he probably slots into the starting lineup just to keep continuity on the second unit. It leaves out um, old summer league darling uh, uh, Jabari Walker. Oh, yeah. And so so that that's no minutes for Jabari, which I think he's another guy where if Grant misses time, he might just slot right in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shaden Sharp. Obvious submission. I think his rookie year. I mean, I looked back and Ant averaged seven minutes a night, um, and you know that was just garbage time pickups. And so I see a similar scenario with Sharp, frankly. And then if you want to throw Key on into that kind of developmental spot mm-hmm. minute type guy, I think he's the fourth guy that you know he might come in and some of that developmental time. But I don't see him with a with a firm role on the squad. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this this is a, a rotation that you're penciling in if you're playing, you know, another upper tier playoff team in the West, and it's coming down Correct. to the wire, and it's a tight game the whole, whole way through. I mean, that's the point of this exercise. Um, obviously, blowouts um, either way are going to bring some of these young guys in. Foul trouble is going to create opportunity. Injuries, of course, if Portland knows anything, will create opportunities here. Um, and I think that's where it, it's okay to get, you know. It's obviously a little weird to hear some of these names left out, but it's also somewhat exciting to know that the Blazers actually have players that you feel like should be getting minutes that are penciled in here. So when you do this exercise, you're like, oh, I can't believe they don't have, you know, Drew Eubanks minutes. Well, they're going to come one way or another. Um, And then baking on Anthony Tolliver for big minutes here. We have actual guys who we're excited about. Yeah. seeing out there that might yeah. not see the courts. That's, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Cody Zeller, uh, Anthony Tolliver, Tony Snell. I mean, the list goes on. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I would say the thing I wanted to circle back to, I, and I, I nicely done on the rotation. I think you've kept the key players in where I think sometimes in these exercises, some people try to veer a little too far off course and try to find minutes for the players that you might've left off. So again, nine man rotation. Um, I, I like it. I, and really, I mean, shit, me and you have both witnessed Sasha Pavlovich being the sixth man and it being a six oh, man rotation in Portland. So <laughs> this is welcome news. Um, what I wanted to return to overall picture, um, obviously Nasir Little, that spot at small forward, I think, is the most contested. If a player is yep. going to maybe concede a starting spot, it's probably him at that spot. If we remove that from the conversation, what other starter right now could you see a scenario arising where they lose their starting spot? I frankly don't see one between Dame and Grant and Nurk. I think the season is gone completely off the rails if a healthy 
one of those four healthy starters loses their spot, then something really weird has happened. Mm-hmm. I really, I really just don't see it outside of that three spot. What, what do you see in there? So uh, I want, I want to be very clear here. I am a huge Anthony Simons supporter, but I can see a situation where maybe some of those old problems of the backcourt where defense is such an issue mm-hmm. and you just spent three years, almost $30 million on bringing in a backcourt player that focuses on defense. Someone who made Steph Curry look good, made Jordan Poole look good in Golden State. I could see Gary Payton finding a way into starter-like scenarios. Now, I, and then I think you you spin it and you make Anthony one of the most dynamic six man and you get, you basically just give them the keys to the offense and say, you know, we're not worried about you on the defensive end. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I think, I think something would have to go wrong. And like the Blazers defense, especially starting in the backcourt would have to be so bad that you had to make a change. But I, I think Chauncey Billups is the type of coach where if the effort isn't equal on both ends of the floor, even if Anthony Simons has been paid the amount of money he's gotten paid, um, you don't have the ego in the presence of basketball operations room that you mm-hmm. might've had with, with Damon CJ here before where you didn't really want to tinker with that starting backcourt. I, I think that's kind of gone. And I think they're going to do what's best to win. Not saying that Neil Shea was directly adverse to that, but I think there's been some roster decisions over the years that maybe fit Neil Shea's ego a little more than actual winning did. Um, so, so look, just look at resigning Carmelo Anthony, but um Ooh. Uh, I think, I think Anthony's that guy for me now, obviously just based on injury history alone. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic is someone who, you know, I, I hope nothing but the best. I think he's going to have a great season, but obviously there, there is some fear there that, you know, something could happen. We've seen it. We've seen it a couple of times, so that's not completely yeah. out of the ordinary, but, um, it's kind of, it's kind of wild that we are, I mean, this goes back the same conversation about your penciled in starting two guard being more effective off the bench. Mm-hmm. So we visited a few times yeah. with the old back with the backcourt of yours. So it's kind of wild that we're potentially in a similar situation, depending on how he comes out and plays. But to mm-hmm. me, I don't think they'd yank that starting spot. I think they'd probably just stagger those minutes more because you never know. I mean, Josh Hart, even he might come out shooting flames out of his ass like he did last year and you can't keep mm-hmm. him off the court. And then that's just kind of a rotation decision where maybe you shorten Ant down under 30 minutes a game and get hard or maybe even Gary Payton. So, critical to the defense that he earns more time so to me it'd be kind of a a rotation decision rather than a starting or even you know who's finishing the game yeah but even that would be a pretty big uh pretty big zing if uh yeah if it's yeah. not if, if it's truly not finishing games at some point just because of the defensive qualities of those other two guys bring so let's just say ideally anthony simon stays in the role that he's kind of penciled in for um I know we've spoken about he who shall not be named a little bit already, just in my previous comments, but as far as fingerprints on this team, I mean, this is a trailblazers team that's gone under a a massive roster shift, but still you're talking about a roster where four of the five starters were, were purchased, (laughs) you know, the, the shopping trip, uh, those groceries were purchased by a different uh, uh, GM in Neil O'Shea. So Damian Lillard, obviously, which credit for Dame is kind of up in the air. Um, and then you have Mr. Little drafted by Neil O'Shea, Anthony Simons drafted by Neil O'Shea, and Yusuf Nurkic 
um, by way of trade came to Portland, a trade that Neil Shea executed. But that being said, Jeremy Grant, biggest offseason addition. That's a pure Joe Cronin move. Uh, Josh Hart, also a Joe Cronin move. And then obviously Gary Payton, the second, uh, you know, the big signing this season, um, this offseason with the full MLE is also a pure Joe Cronin move. So it's still 50-50. We still have the, you know, we're not even a year out. Sometimes I have to remind myself that we're not even a full year removed from the old Shea experience, but still, you know, four out of five starters, uh, Neil O'Shea era moves. Um, so still a lot to be seen from this roster as far as how much the ceiling has changed. I would agree. And I would also keep in mind that Cronin was in that room. Granted, he, yeah, didn't, have no, the, true. he didn't have the final say, but it's not like we're bringing in, you know, Danny Age to completely revamp the roster. I think that um, while there has been a, a vamping of some sorts here with, with Cronin at the helm that, you know, a lot of these guys might be his guys too. It's kind of impossible to tell, you know, exactly what was, what his fingerprints are on versus, you know, Shays. So um, I don't know, man. It is an interesting thought exercise though. I think, you know, through high school and our college years, me and you have been in on a few group projects and I don't think Neil O'Shea really screams <laughs> as someone who's real big on collaborative work, but, but I could be wrong. I wasn't in those rooms. So um, anyway, like I said, it was going to be kind of a short show today. I don't really have anything else I want to touch on. I think this was very well done, Brian. I, I appreciate you doing the legwork on this, putting minutes next to these names. So just real quick, I'll run through it and then I'll let you uh, say a couple words before we go out. But so point guard starting Damian Lillard. 35 minutes a game back up to him is Anthony Simons getting seven minutes in those runs where Dame is on the bench. Um, six minutes for Josh Hart uh, shooting guard minutes, 26 minutes for Anthony Simons. So again, we're seeing a guard stagger, very similar to what we saw with uh, CJ McCollum here. Uh, 12 minutes for Gary Payton, the second, the new addition, uh, and then 10 minutes for Josh Hart at that shooting guard spot. Uh, small forward minutes, we got 24 minutes for Nasir Little in the starting lineup. That's kind of our surprise starter here from the Church of Roy podcast. Um, 12 minutes for Josh Hart, and then 12 minutes for Gary Payton II. So a lot of familiar faces, a lot of overlap in, in those three perimeter spots. Um, looking at the post, we have 23 minutes for Jeremy Grant. Uh, big offseason, biggest offseason move for the Blazers. And then we have 20 minutes for Justice Winslow, uh, veteran presence, connected player, guy who's seen a lot of minutes at, you know, at the pro level. And then five minutes for Nasir Little, to, uh, kind of tailing out his minutes as a, as a true starter. And then at center, no surprises here, 26 minutes for Yusuf Nurkic, 12 minutes for Trenton Watford, and then 10 minutes for Jeremy Grant playing that stretch five type role. Um, Big omissions here, or I guess not really big omissions, but the omissions here, names you didn't hear that will still get minutes, but just not necessarily penciled in. Uh, Drew Eubanks, Jabari Walker, and then Shaden Sharp, who allegedly plays basketball competitively. So that's your lineup, according to Church of Roy at this point. Obviously, training camp is going to add some wrinkles here, but that's how we see it now. And, and Brian, really great work on that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to highlight is the positional versatility of a lot of those guys we brought in, um, even Hart, going back to last year, covering three positions. I think Gary Payton Jr. will, you know, very likely log time at three positions. You have Grant playing two, um, then you have Nas playing a couple. So a little more positional versatility on this roster. And then 
something we alluded to earlier, the big domino is whether Josh Hart starts or Nas Little starts. If you have Nas in there, I think it looks a lot like this. If Hart starts, I think you'll see uh, more pen- more minutes for Gary Payton in the backcourt instead of small mm-hmm. forward because you'll have Hart and Nas soaking up all those minutes. And then more minutes for Nas at the four and potentially you know a little less to go around for Winslow. So mm-hmm. I think that's the big domino to watch here as training camp does kind of, you know, it's coming. Yep. Thank God it's coming. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be that battle at, at this starting small forward spot and whether it's Josh Hart or not, little uh, getting run with the ones. Absolutely. All right. So if you're hearing this, there's a good chance that the schedule has either already come out or is about to come out. So again, we'll be back next week to talk about the NBA schedule. Um, kind of get a look at where the, where the tough spots might be, where the long road trips are and, and you know, some spots on the schedule that we're going to circle and look forward to. So that's all we got for this week's show. Um, again, shout out to Brian for doing the legwork on the minutes portion of this. Um, we'll be back next week. Thank you for everybody for listening. Brian, before we go. Got nothing. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Perfect. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Church of Roy podcast. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And while you're at it, go follow us on Twitter at Church of Roy Pod. We'll see you next week.